Whether you are a startup or an established entrepreneur, nothing communicates your company's message better than brilliant branding. With over 25 years in the business and over 250 companies named, expert Phil Davis and his team at Tungsten Branding will enlighten, brighten, and illuminate your mind so your brand will shine. Get ready to flip the switch and spark your imagination. Welcome to Brilliant Branding with hosts Phil Davis and Liz Heemstra. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Brilliant Branding. And today we're talking about brilliance in a specific sector, and that is the financial markets. Because that's probably, Liz, what would you say, our top one or two customers? Yeah, yeah I'd say IT and financial. IT, financial, a little bit of medical. Yep. And more. <laughs> yes. The classic tagline, and more. And more. It covers everything. So we get a lot of clients that reach out to us every week looking for help in the financial sector because unlike most naming projects that we do, this one you have to treat a little bit more with kid gloves because you're dealing with OPM. You know what that is? No. Other people's money. <laughs> So when you deal with other people's money, you have to be a little bit careful about your brand image. Mm -hmm. You know, when you come up with some whiz bang app, you're risking what, 99 cents or you're going to Netflix or you're doing this, you're doing that. It's not a high, high dollar ticket. But when you are in the financial services sector, you're entrusted with some pretty big money. Yeah. Um, And so we're looking at both how that has been done traditionally why, what works, what has worked, what continues to work, what isn't working anymore, and some new emerging trends that I think our listeners will find very useful. So if, you, um, if you're in the financial sector, if you have a business that's related to finances, or, or even if you don't, if you have a business that's related to what we call the trusted advisor position, um, so you're trying to generate and garner that sense of trust, I think that has parallels to this. Yeah, um, we're going to cover it a little bit. So what is the current state of affairs in the financial name industry? Well, there's basically right now kind of four set categories that have pre-existed. There's a new one that's emerging and we'll get to that. But the way they are right now, you've got your legacy names and they are household names. E.F. Hutton. Um, there's Merrill Lynch. Even Wells Fargo was not the name of a wagon that was being pulled behind. No, no. No, and we all think that was a wagon, but no, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't a well driller, and it wasn't located in Fargo. No. Nope. It was actually two people. Yep. You know, fighting it out, two partners. I want my name first, but <laughs> yours starts with a W. Mine starts with an F. <laughs> um, and we'll get into why those are always problematic for reasons just like that. Mm-hmm. And then J.P. Morgan. So those are household names. So what I used to say when I ran my ad agency, I'm like a reformed smoker. I used to have an ad agency. People would come and they would want overnight results. And I would say, if you're going to use your name or something inert like that, mm-hmm. then you need to give me one of two things. You need to give me time to build that name up and imbue it with meaning. Yeah. And this is the problem. Most people don't have a lot of time when they're going into business. If you're a, a startup in the financial sector, you want to be making money next week, yep. latest next month. Yeah. Um, so you don't have a 20-year a runway to make this go. But those people had time to build their name. Um, or, you give, or you give me money. 
So back in the day, he would say, give me $20 million. And I'm not even sure that would do it anymore as far as making a household word. Yeah, I don't think so. Not even 20. This was probably 15 years ago. I remember being told that to launch a new car brand, so let's say you had the new Camry, but you were going to call it something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you were going to go to market and buy national ads and just try to in- impress people with this is kind of a household kind of name. With no sense of intuition, it's not an intuitive name, it's just one you're going to force on people. Even back then, it was 80 to $100 million Wow! to just stamp a name that didn't mean anything into the public mind of 370 million people. Mm-hmm. You had to spend upwards of $100 million, and you know which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. So that's what we're looking at. Um, and so we're going to uh, we're going to take a look at that. So the current state of affair is E.F. Hutton, Merrill Lynch, Wells Fargo, and J.P. Morgan. A lot of times people get frustrated, and they'll start using acronyms or reduced versions of that. So they'll go with PNC, they'll reduce it down. They'll go with NCNB, ING, mm-hmm. BBNT. TIAA CREF. Those are all really long names yeah. that people said, well, they don't really mean anything. They're awkward. And especially as we've entered the internet age, can you imagine getting the full spelled out TIAA hyphen CREF? Right. And I think that was college retirement something fund. Yeah. And teachers something as something annuities. They've now gone to just TIAA. I feel like these legacy and acronym names had a leg up on new and emerging companies as they, like you said, the time, but also they didn't have a lot of as much competition as there is now Yeah. with brands and like the internet. There's so many more offerings. There's so many more options. Whereas before you could be one person or you could be, you know, you could really build on your own name and you could get famous that way. Yes, yes. And the acronyms, most likely they were already around, and so reducing it to an acronym, it was a little bit more, it was just smoother to do that. Well, it's the whole IBM play, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And again, that's that's time, people heard it. Yep. And the brain automatically crunches everything down to an acronym. And we'll get into why that's both good and bad. It's just, it's, it's kind of shorthand. Yep. Acronyms become shorthand for a, a company that you know. Then there's the geographic approach. A lot of financial companies, Northwestern Mutual, New York Life, yep. Bank of America. Yep. You know, the bank that everybody in America uses. Everyone. Every single person. <laughs> and then there's just traditional naming uh, conventions that people use. And a lot of these has the same five or six words just rejumbled over and over. Um, and I've seen several banks with the exact same name. I don't know why, very very litigious in some sectors, banking doesn't seem to be. It's like, well, as long as you're not in my market, you can be first citizens. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? As long as you're first citizens of Utah, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, but, you you know, United Bank was one of the first accounts I worked on when I had uh, was working in the ad agency space. United Bank. There's I, I bet there's several of those. Mm-hmm. There's a community bank in our town. Yeah. And I'm sure there's zillions of those. Um, the back in the day, there was a bank first union, um, and then there's uh, first citizens, 
yeah. then there's Sun Trust, and yeah. so many more with the word trust. The one I like the most is someone broke rank and said, "Let's not be first. Let's be fifth, fifth third. third. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I want to recreate the tagline and go one and two thirds better than any other bank. I remember uh, when I lived in Michigan and we had uh, Kent. It was uh, Kent County Bank or something, which was we were in Kent County. Yeah. And Fifth Third bought them out. And I remember thinking, Fifth Third. And I was young at this point. But at still at that time, I was so confused as to why they wanted to be five-thirds of yeah. whatever it There's was. There's a story to that. And, and I think it was probably involving a merger or something. Mm-hmm. But um, again, it's just... Yeah, I never you know, it, understood it, the fraction. It only works because it's been around so long. I, yeah, right. You could never start something and name it fifth How third. do you find that in the internet, too? You type in five and then a slash mark right. and then a three. Or you start saying fifth and then it's like, oh, wait, there's that extra F in there. I forgot yeah, how to spell fifth, fifth. Fifth. Yeah. So we understand your pain. You're new. You're going to market or you're stuck with one of these names. We had a, a couple of different credit unions this is epidemic in the credit yeah, union it industry. Yeah, it is. First, yes. first of all, they they served a specific industry. This is probably another category we could have put. Mm-hmm. They served Navy pilots. Right. That's how they got started off. Navy pilot credit union. <laughs> Left-handed pregnant women credit union. Yeah, right. You know, we yeah. had one here that was called the Acousta Credit Union. It was for the paper mill. Mm-hmm. So it's legacy in the sense that they served a very specific audience. And now... Their charter has changed, um, and they're serving a wider audience. And they come to us, and they go, what do we do? Do we?" And they certainly don't want to jump out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. You know, and now, well, let's just lose Acousta, and let's just call it the Transylvania, which is the county we're in, yeah. credit union, and then you've got vampires. And it's just, now it's gotten weird. <laughs> yes. So those are all the things. What are the problems with these legacy financial names that we've come to know? Well, one is the, is the spelling. You know, if you weren't blessed with a name like Armstrong or, you know, uh, Tiger mm-hmm. Woods, you know, <laughs> you know. Is that his real name? I don't know, but, it, you know, <laughs> if it is, he just really lucked out. Yeah. I wish my mom had just called me Macho Man. Right. You know what I mean? Then it I would know. just, Macho Man Advertising. <laughs> it would have just been. Would have been easy. It would have been easy. A little alliteration. But most people have names that are just, and it can work either way. It's it's really long and weird, and and you spend all your time spelling it, and or like my name Davis. There's yeah. millions of us. You know, we were breeders, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So you know, Jones or or this. So spelling's a problem with these legacy names unless they become m- mean something over time. The name inherently means nothing. So when I started my ad agency, not knowing better, I just called it the you know Davis Advertising. I, th- I think I call it the Davis Agency, and people thought I was an insurance company. Yeah, that so makes sense. The reason I got into into this n- niche of branding and brand development was so many times if you don't start the conversation off on the right foot, you go backwards. You're not even neutral. Yeah. You start getting into like, are you ins- no, we're not in insurance. Well, what do you do? Well, you're wasting valuable time. People's ADD is really severe now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, get to the point. Yep. So now you go, oh, no, we have an ad agency. Okay, and that's all I want to know, and I'm gone. Yep. Where you could have gone off, and it goes, oh, we ended up changing it to Octane Marketing. Right away, what do you guys do? Well, we do automotive advertising, mm-hmm. and boom, I'm right away into a conversation about the business. Not, I'm not an insurance company. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. So spelling's a problem. Um, the name means nothing. It's empty vessel almost, almost like a like an invented name. If you go to sell the business, and a lot of people, and surprisingly intelligent people, don't this doesn't dawn on them until the very end. Already, it's a little shaky when you've just got a clientele list and a leased building. But then when you add the added insult of it's your name on it, people are going to call up. We have a friend of ours, and he bought a business, and they had the person's last name on it, and they're a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as soon as they bought the business and they had a book of business with it, and people would call up as Dr. So-and-so, they're, no, but I'm, I'm so-and-so. I'm the new the new rookie who just right. got out of school. Exactly, exactly. I would like to you know, manipulate your back. Yep. Um, it, click. Yeah. Um, so the value of the business and this person had an agreement they had to return funds for every customer they didn't keep. Well, they're, re- they're going to have to return a lot of funds because it's not branded as a business. It's branded as a personality-based entity. Yeah. And if you're looking to build a business or build a brand, it's different than building a personality kind of almost like you're almost falling into the bucket of personal branding. Mm-hmm. And personal branding works as long as you're a person. Yep, right. <laughs> you've got to quit, keep being that person. You've got to be consistently that person, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So you can't change if you're a comedian. You can't stop being funny. <laughs> nope. So spelling the name's a problem. The name doesn't mean anything. You sell the business. You add a partner, and they're insulted if you don't add their name onto it. You know, yep. Hunter would be all over us right now, right? I know, right? It would be, what would it be, like Davis, Keemstra, and Hunter? Yeah, you know what it does sound like. We would win in court. (laughs) We don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you know, we could keep this simple, or we could bring in Davis, Keemstra, and Hunter, and those people don't mess. I'm Uh, glad we used her first name. Well, I just think it sounds better. It does. It sounds like she's ready to. What we could do, Davis, Keemstra, and Hall. Davis, Keemstra, Hall. Yeah, that sounds like we're hauling. Hauling. We can't use Margaret. Gross. We'll have to leave that out. No. All right. Okay, Sounds so. Sounds like she's an old lady. Again, look what we have here. We have a mess, a hot mess, <laughs> right, with names. Yeah. I want my first name, my last name. I want my initials. I want, what's that guy? Right. EF? Yeah, EF? Then, and then what? You know, you get married, and then it's like, well, yes. my name is not Yes. That then you put anyway. hyphens and, jeez. <laughs> so, Hunter, don't get married if we end up doing that. So, um. <laughs> Acronyms also, so then here's the problem with acronyms. These are all, I told you, all the solutions that are out in the market. And if you are in financial services, you know these. You've seen them. You've tried to play around with these concepts. You see how problematic they are. When the name, we've had this. We've had a couple clients do this. Let's just reduce it to an acronym. You never know in the future where that acronym is going to go. The World Taekwondo Federation never thought it would be WTF. Yeah. You know, ISIS, we've talked in a previous show is about how it's problematic. In addition to you never know who else lays claim to that acronym. Yeah. The famous one was WWF. The yeah. World Wrestling oh, yeah. Federation. Or and the World Wildlife, Wildlife with we the on, panda. With the polar opposites. <laughs> one's loving on a panda and the other one's like smashing someone's face in, you know. So they went to law, they got in a lawsuit and uh, the panda won. Did the panda start fighting? Yeah, the little gentle the panda just <laughs> smacked down on those guys. So acronyms are problematic. And last of all, the traditional names, the union, the trust, um, community, trust, uh, those start suffering from what's known in the trademark industry as dilution. The reason probably there's nine banks with that name is they've been so many, the cow has been let out of the barn so many times 
that you're not going to get trademark protection. No one will come after you. Good news. No one's going to probably sue you. Yep. But on the other hand, you're not going to be able to enforce your trademark rights because you right. sound just like everybody else. Yep. So that's the uh, that's the ugly of the current landscape is there is a lot of out there that's already locked in place. And for those people, I wouldn't suggest changing. I would never suggest EF Hutton rebrands unless they do something horrible. Right. Um, Wells Fargo's got a little bit of problems with uh, and they're running ads about it. We're starting over. They're yeah. trying to win people back. But again, they've been around so long, probably yeah. wouldn't make sense to rebrand. Yeah. Just repair your brand. Exactly. Start being stand it's up. It's not like a Weinstein, where Weinstein right. was the one that actually soiled yes. the brand. Versus it wasn't Wells uh, and Fargo. Henry Wells and yeah. William Fargo. They're that, spending in their graves right now. Right. Exactly. They're saying, if I could get out of this grave, exactly. I would smack you people exactly. so hard your head would exactly. spin. Yeah. And not screw with my brand. Yep. So Wells Fargo will probably survive if they get their ducks in a row. So these are <laughs> legacy brands. Not saying if you've been out there 30, 40 years. I'm not talking to you people. I'm talking to people that are starting a new brand and they're they're struggling with it. Should they do it? So that's kind of the lay of the land. So when we come back in advertising, they say, we make you sick and then we make you better. Good. So you've heard this and you go, what's a person to do? <laughs> um, and we have the answer to that. So when you come back, we'll give you some alternatives if you're facing what is the that that was the past state of the union we'll give you the current state of the union and strategies that you have and there's two clear paths for naming your company going forward two yep. major branches that we're going to explore one for the millennial base and one for those baby boomers yeah the i've heard about them you know like my mom and dad baby boomers <laughs> so we'll talk about that right on the other side of the break you've been listening to the best show on voice america well one of the best shows <laughs> Brilliant Branny. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're Tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote. That's tungstenbranding.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K. on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. 
business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we're back talking about financial branding. So if you're in the business, it could be, I would even, you know, include insurance, anything ancillary to that, mm-hmm. investment, stocks, wealth management, um, capital mergers, mergers and acquisitions. Loans. Loans. We've done just about all, all of it, you know, yeah. from payday loans to house flipping <laughs> to all kinds of stuff. Yep. We're like arms traders. We'll sell to anyone. <laughs> we got a great name right here. We have a trench coat with names in it. <laughs> We just stand in a corner. Just thinking that in a dark corner. How much you want for this name? Or maybe a bright corner. Yes, a well-lit corner. So the goal is, we've talked about the problems. Hunter's shaking her head over there. Hunter's the only reasonable person here. She doesn't like the jokes. Yes. So um, dad jokes is what she calls them. (laughs) I don't know whose dad she's talking about. So the goal here (laughs) is to move away from these old strategies, unless they fit you, unless you want to, sounds like, a, you know, a stodgy old financial stuffy brand, <laughs> then you can do it. But the goal here is what are people doing now? And there's two questions to really ask yourself. Number one, and we do this specifically with financial services firms, is we ask a question and it's no, it's not a trick question. Do yeah. you want to fit in or do you want to stand out? And We've asked this question before, and there's kind of this really weird pause, and it's like, what's What's the the right right answer? answer? (laughs) And we're like, there isn't a right answer. It's just like anything else. There's benefits to either side. Yep. When you stand out and you're creative, it says you're new, you're different, take a look at me, we're named, it's unconventional, it doesn't fit this kind of nomenclature that we know, these four buckets that we said of legacy and geography, and so you're, you're communicating something different. Generally, if you're going to do that and you have a financial service product that is new and different and it invites that, that's a good match to create something new and different. Um, If you're just doing the same thing everybody else is doing, but you're just throwing your hat in the ring, you don't want to invite that curiosity if there's no answer to it. Yes, right. You know, if if it's called, you know, Kazao, (laughs) you know, and you go, what's so Kazao about it? Well, we charge slightly less commissions, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's kind of... Kazow! Get it? Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) So you don't want to do that. So first thing is, do you want to stand out, fit in? Here's the benefits of fitting in is you sound trustworthy right away. And we can create names. We've done it many times that sound like, bam, you just you fit right in the slot. Boom. You just sound like you belong right in that category. You're right in the hunt. Right. So if you're a personal wealth management company, you probably do want to sound like this is this is your category. Yeah. You very believable. Yeah. Um, but there's still good strategies for why you don't want to use your name and why you don't want. There's still good strategies. We'll talk about how to create that trustworthy name without getting into these acronyms and other problem areas. Yep. So first, do you want to stand out or do you want to fit in? And once you realize it's not a trick question and you give us the honest answer, um, the next question is, who is your audience? Yeah. And your audience, a lot of times, will determine if you want to stand out or fit in. Yes. Millennials 
those crazy kids <laughs> with crazy. their crazy internets um, tend to like names and brands that are more approachable, friendly. Um, they sound less intense and serious because this generation is more about just being open, sharing, conversive, in a sense of not talking necessarily, but communicating via all kinds of different platforms. Yeah. And so they're used to technology. They're not as intimidated by stuff. So yeah. they don't need this kind of authoritarian sounding, you can right. trust us. Right. They trust themselves. Right. Because, Liz, you're one of these. You're a researcher. Yeah. You'll, exactly. you'll look things up. The my, internet's going to tell me yes. if it's good or bad. My, my, my generation tends to want things vetted. Yeah. You know, like I want to go to somebody that I know is, you know, tried and proven and whatever. Right. So look at your audience. If you're dealing with baby boomers and you're dealing with older generation, you probably want to go with a name that sounds more uh, tried and trusted. It doesn't mean that you go back to these old school naming techniques. We'll, we'll, we'll show you how to do that. Mm -hmm. And then if you're going after the millennials, that gets a little trickier because you want to create something that's that's a little bit fresher, relevant, current. It says that it's more about now. Right. Um, so with that in mind, baby boomers like trusted, proven, reliable. They're concerned more with wealth preservation than generation. Mm -hmm. So a little bit more. They're a little bit more risk adverse. Huge. You know, I'm making generalities here, but I think I can speak for my people. Yeah. Uh, the millennials, personable, relatable, easy, intuitive, webby, techie. They're all comfortable with that. So let's look at some. Let's start with the fun ones. So this is more later generational, more current. You've got Ally Bank. That mm -hmm. one's always stood out to me. I think that was one of the first ones. I, I think, yeah, it was. I think so, too. That I heard that I went, whoa, that's different. You know, yeah. it's not like First United Trust on Savings. Yeah. Bank, yes, of Commerceville, yeah, right. It was, <laughs> which would make a long domain. It was yeah. just Ally Bank and Ally as your friend. Yeah. So it's communicating and in branding. We always talk about it's communicating. What I love about that, um, when you just when you use the generics like United Trust, it's not really trying to own a position. The Ally is trying to own a position, and then the position is, you know, we're your friend. You know, so you're trying to create kind of a beachhead when you say your company name. And what is that beachhead that you're trying to establish right away? A coined and invented names sometimes don't establish one at all. They're just blank. But a name like Ally says, oh, it sounds friendly. Yes. It's short. It's two syllables. I thought that was a very decent one. Another naming from Creative that do not look them up. We're not advocating. We're not here to promote them. <laughs> but I will admire their work. Okay. So Ally Bank was was good. Another one has come along, and notice that there's even even in the new stuff where you don't think there's a trend developing, there is uh, Fresh Books. Yeah. Which is kind of a little takeoff of QuickBooks, and then Mint. Yeah. Wow. I like Mint. I feel like I just want to mint julep when I hear these names. Yeah. You know, they just sound effervescent. They sound fresh. They sound like you know it's you know it doesn't sound old and stodgy like your uncle's basement it's got old books in it it smells like pulp you know and he just <laughs> he's got stock certificates from when he was a kid and he wants to show them to you yeah and you're just going like no thanks okay and then we have lending tree yeah that's a little bit of a descriptive hybrid name that yeah. was a few years ago too but yep. you could tell what was happening yeah. even then right that was sort of like the ally lending yes. tree generation and lending tree was one of the early ones that made the jump from the brick and mortar to the web yep so it's the lending tree 
Yes. And leaves and it's, you know, feel good and trees are kind of... money grows on trees. Money grows on trees and there's metaphor there. Yeah, and then, you know, fruit from trees, so... Yeah, so it's it sounded different than you know Prudential, a piece of the rock. So it's not lending rock. <laughs> yeah, you know it's lending tree. Yep. I think one that really strikes me is PayPal. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people that will say to us, "Well, I just you know I don't think it's going to work if we go with something that's not real serious." And I go, well, "How did PayPal work? I get payments in the tens of thousands of dollars on PayPal. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yep. It's like I use PayPal. You know? Can you imagine like?" 30 years ago trying to come up with a bank named, well, I'm either going to go to Wells Fargo or I might try opening an account at PayPal. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like money bud. Yeah. You know? But they've done very well. That was originally, I believe, Elon Musk's deal. Musk? Elon Musk. That was where he made his first fortune. Mm-hmm. PayPal. And then Liz uh, researched some other ones. Stripe is a payment system. Square, that's becoming mm-hmm. very... Stripe square. Stripe. See how they all square. Kind of play off each other. Affirm, yes. upstart, prosper, betterment. Yep. Which I thought was clever. I love this one, nutmeg. Yep. You know, I guess, you know, you have your money is like your little nut that you're saving. It sounds kinda of like a squirrel. It's kind of like I think of the spice. This it's spice. And then Robin Hood. Yeah. Who doesn't want to take from rich people and put it in your own <laughs> bank account? That's very millennial. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, but then okay. you have to pay it all back. I know. So, I with know. interest. With interest. All right. So, <laughs> there's no. I'm not going to invoke the word basement here. <laughs> Living in the basements. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, very cool names. Very approachable. Very friendly. Um, very reproducible on the internet. They're yeah. not long. Yep. You know, gangly. Last people's names. It's awfully hard to put an ampersand in a web address. I've tried it. It doesn't work very well. So brands for more established companies. So that's that. a lot of these two, are, you know, it's interesting. A lot of these two are, again, if you look at it, kind of low risk things like their startup savings accounts or they're a little bit of a payment system. Yeah. It's not like you're going to lose your retirement money on Stripe if you yeah. scan the card wrong. Right. Or, I guess Betterment. I mean, that's investing. That's yeah, but you know, money. I think my son has that and Betterment. But it starts with like really small amounts of money. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it's it's meant for people who are starting out, starting out, and are like, I just want to invest. Put and a little I money don't in. I want to have to pay so like just a person to manage all of my finances because I don't really have a lot. So it's you sound like you want something you want something light and easy. Like mm-hmm. I just need an easy. It doesn't sound like it's loaded with fees. Mm-mm. It doesn't sound like there's. A lot of people are going to jump in on this and take you through a two-hour timeshare presentation. Right, right. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It's better, man. I can sign up. No one's going to talk to me. Yep. It's all good. So if you, on the other hand, and this is where the majority of our clients come from, is uh, brands that are looking, uh, they're more sta- they want to be more established on it because they're dealing with an older clientele that has their wealth on the line. Yeah. You know, they've worked their whole lifetime to save up the money and it, it's the whole world of them. It's it's personal wealth management, it's capital preservation is a big part of it. You know, where do I put my money? How can I know it's not gonna disappear tomorrow? It's pension fund management. Yes. And those, you know, you, you might be talking to a whole different audience, Liz. You might be selling your pension fund management services to an institution. Yep. You know? Yeah. So if you come in with a whiz bang kind of name, right. you might sound too much like 
Well, and I think too, like those services, you know, like millennials aren't necessarily looking for pension fund management. Exactly. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, they probably are in some. Right. But sort of like, it's almost like generational in terms of like service offerings as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like so much of this goes with like we, the first question, like who is your audience? Who is your audience? Know who you're serving. Yeah. And how are they going to react? A lot of our, our branding revolves around challenging our clients to say, I know you like or don't like this, but what is your audience going to like? Mm-hmm. you got to think what they're going to like. And we're, yeah. we're always challenged to think of names that are outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have done some oddball naming jobs and we have to put our mind in the mindset of the potential customer, which might not be us, our demo or anything. Yeah. So yeah. you have to do a little research. So here we go. So you go, okay, I want to do it. Maybe I am targeting that older one. I, I don't, I can't be super hip, you know, because I'll scare off my potential mm-hmm. people, but I don't want to go and fall back to using my name. We get this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're thinking of, you know, starting a firm, but I don't want to use my name. I don't know what to do. I've looked up all these other ones and they're, I'm thinking of calling. I think one company called up and they said, we're thinking of going with capital management associates. And I'm like, do you realize the the jungle you're going to get lost in, in terms of your search engine optimization, competing for words like capital, management? No one's going to remember. And those. no one's going to. They'll call it. Was it capital partner management? Was it yeah. capital? So these real literal descriptive uh, things don't work well at all. Mm-mm. So what we do is we work with people to create what we call timeless evergreen brands, and these are very very good in the financial space. You'll see some of these. Um, so even though they're done, if you do them differently, they can still stand out. We had a company in Chattanooga, and as we dug into their story, they did mergers and acquisitions, and they're always talking about crossing the divide, putting mm-hmm. these companies together. So we thought in terms of the metaphor of a bridge. So we they had four partners, mm-hmm. and there was four major rivers, and we called them Four Bridges Capital. Um, we found them, fourbridgescapital.com. Ideally, I would have loved to have gotten four bridges. Yeah. But I think having capital in there, that's that's a word that's probably not ever going to change for them. So that one is an example of, I think, right down the middle of the road. It's memorable, but it's not shocking. Yeah. If I was thinking of selling my company or merging, these guys sound legit. Yep. Four bridges. Yeah. I would meet partners if I ask. And again, this is where it's important to not only have a name, but to have a backstory. Yes. How did you come up with your name? It's really important, especially in financial circles, to answer that question. Yeah. Wachovia was the answer was it's an old and Native American name. Yeah. It doesn't really take anywhere. Yeah, right. Which might be why they're not around anymore. You know, it's Wachovia. Well, okay, so how'd that come up? I don't know. It's just a Native American name. Uh, pretty cool, huh? Sounds good, right? Hard to spell, but, you know, but it's also low in the alphabet, so... This is people not thinking it through. Yeah. So four bridges capital, great thing. You could you could do all kinds of things. Imagine now, and this is where it really gets fun in naming. When you marinate on this a little bit, that's one of our business words. If you marinate or percolate on this a little bit, you start imagining our visual designer there, Hunter. You could just imagine the bridges that you could put in there. All like bridges of Madison County. You could just on the screens, you could have that beautiful you know bridges dissolving in and out. You could use the metaphor again about spanning the divide, reaching across, connecting, linking. So you develop both visually and in your lexicon a vocabulary and a visual 
uh, support for the brand. Another one that came to us, similar, they were doing wealth management. And they said, we just wanted to create the right environment for people where they're not intimidated. They, they can talk openly about it, but they feel it's not intimidating. Uh, it's welcoming, but it's not you know, flippant either. Yeah. So we took two positive connotation words, the word worth, self-worth, net worth, what are you worth? And we took a great simple word, park, because parks are wonderful places. And, you know, you go to the park, you spend the day, you're there with your family. And we made up a word. It's an invented word, but it's actually what we call positive connotation name. And we created park worth, wealth management. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Bring your picnic basket, hang out, talk, talk finances. Yeah. So, Liz, why don't you talk a little bit about Ember House? I think that's another great one. Yeah, I loved Ember House. Um, It was somebody who, uh, one of our clients recently that came to us, and she was starting a wealth advisory. Mm -hmm. And she had sort of a heart, I guess I would say a heart or more of this position of empathy for her clients where she saw her maybe competitors weren't were a little bit more um maybe analytical yeah analytical and sort of um you know seeing an opportunity to make a lot of money on someone who yeah maybe more commission based thinking about the end goal right exactly exactly yeah so we wanted to create a name that was uh softer and told a richer story so we came up with ember house and that was sort of the she worked with a lot of clients who were starting starting over starting over is what yeah, I remember. yeah exactly starting over so you know they either had a divorce or you know death in the family or something a big life event and now they have to rebuild their finances and so starting from those embers but ember is such like a soft word and pairing it with house um house you know feeling very friendly homey um and having some of that financial connotation like yeah. working for a brokerage house yeah or, like or a, a financial house yeah lending house you true? know is there's that one so house is a term that's also used in the financial yeah. industry right a brokerage house yes yeah so those were issues ishy kind of names yeah you know. exactly yeah so ember house and then um beyond that we also came out helped them create this ignite program um which has it stands for informed grounded um the n what does that stand for? It was an acronym for yeah. a program that they used, and it's a process where they would walk their clients through it, and it tied in with Ember House. So you could ignite your finances by following these steps. Yeah. And by igniting your finances, the embers would be right. restored. Yeah. It was informed, grounded, narrowed, instilled, tested, and enlightened. And that was their process. So mm-hmm. there's a, a there's an example of just wrapping it all together. Well, we've covered a lot. We're going to continue to cover a lot. You've been listening to Brilliant Branding, and we're going to give you more ideas for building that perfect financial brand right after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Your brand is your story, and getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're Tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote. That's tungstenbranding.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program. We're talking about financial branding and you are thinking about your financial brand or your financial service company or your company that's related to financial services and you're going, what to do? You're in a quandary and we're giving you some ideas of how to create these timeless evergreen names. Um, and what we look for is not just a matter of mashing words together, but make sure you understand, first of all, who you serve, what's your audience, what, what kind of names would they resonate with? Are they younger, are they older? Um, and secondly, what is it that you most want to convey in the name? We talked about Ember House just before the break. Yep. And what the story they're trying to tell there is a lot of rekindling stories. Um, I think she had one client that had just gone through a divorce and in the settlement got millions of dollars, but she had had very little financial responsibility in her life up to that point. So she was really overwhelmed. Yep. And so she spent time with this person and, and treated the person first and not the finances. Treated the person and got them to a place where they felt, right, you know, sane. Yeah. Before they started, well, let me tell you about the three top returning, you know, yes. mutual funds that you could invest in. Right. Treated her as a person and that comes out in the brand, Ember House. Yeah. Helping you rekindle and rekindle your passions. What interest, right. Not only do you have money, what do you want to do with that money? Yeah. How, do, how do you want your life to look in three to five years? Some yeah. people, it's all about stability. I just want to know what I have coming in every month. I'm not trying to maximize my wealth. Yeah. I just want to know what do I have to work with? That would make me feel more, better than anything else. Yeah. So it's dialing in. In another case, we had a mortgage company that said, we want people to know they're on the right path. So it was simply as Bright Path Mortgage and Bright Communicates Smart. So we're going to, and I think one of the things they did is automatically reevaluate your 
mortgage loan. This is all coming back to me. <laughs> and um, so in doing so, that was one of the smart parts that they wanted to convey is we will reevaluate automatically and send you and, and say, Liz, guess what? You qualify now because rates dropped for lower, lower mortgage rate. If you're going to be there another three to five years in your house, you could save X amount of dollars by refinancing. Well, that was a wonderful service. You know, you just don't even have to think about it. It's on, it's on cruise control. Someone yep. says, now your mortgage payment went down $150 a month. Yeah. And didn't cost you anything and boom, boom, boom. Yep. So Bright Path Mortgage was one. One of the things we also look at is descriptive hybrid names. So in those, if people want to say, I really need people to know exactly what we're doing, that is part of, of it. But I also want to throw a word in there that sounds, that gives a hint as to why they would come to us. We created, and this is another strategy, trading block. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a trading investment you know, place. Yeah. That's where you go to trade, right. trade stocks and options. And Block had that that feeling of, of solidness, like you can trust this. Yeah. Um, and it's nomenclature that's also used in the industry. So trading Block just sounded super reliable. And so their brand language became about, you know, you, you can stand on it, you can count on it, it's foundational, it's mm -hmm. trustworthy, you know, it, you can build your finances and trading Block it's a little bit more of a masculine leaning kind of name, I think. Dare I say? Yeah. Um, so I think both of those are great examples. Ember House, Trading Block. You can strengthen the name, make them sound a little, little bit more muscular. Right. You can soften them and make them sound more inviting. Right. And in approachable. Yeah. And, and and the the question is, which approach do you take? Depends on what brand voice, mm -hmm. personality message you want to convey. Mm -hmm. I think one another one that I think was very telling is we had a client that dealt specifically with professional athletes and with their finances. So they had a name that was a legacy name. It was the person's name, mm -hmm. and which just made no sense. Yeah. So the new name we came up with is Winpoint, and it was the idea of the winning point. You know, Hunter, I think you play tennis. And that's uh, something she always talks about. I, I want to win. That. Yeah, win point. Yeah, who wants to be, you know, lose point was already taken. Oh, God. <laughs> so, had to take win point. So, win point financial. And so, I think that appeals to somebody that goes, you know, I'm making money. Again, here are people that are suddenly rich. Yeah. So, what do I do with it? I need to go with somebody that with a proven track record. While they sound sports related, it's win point financial, so it's very believable when they say that we deal with professional athletes. Yep. So all of these are slightly tailored, but notice these aren't like old school names. They're not United Trust. They're not too flippant where someone goes, oh, that sounds sketchy. I mean, it sounds new, but it sounds too much like an app. Yeah. And I don't want to put $4 million into an, an app. Right, right. You know, oops, uh, we lost that transaction. So these are all things you want to do. We created another brand, Smart Avenue. It's a real estate company. And uh, a few others that I think really convey it. Hudson Pilot was one of my favorites because mm -hmm. that was the miracle on the Hudson. Yeah. And this gentleman helped people with their pension plans. And there's millions in these pension plans. So who better to trust than Sully, right? Hudson Pilot. He just lands that little baby and you are okay. Yep, yep. So all of those are good. And if you are going to use a geographical reference, use it in general. So that yeah. it's, 
So we had a guy in Atlanta, and he did hard money loans. And for those of you out there that are into this, hard money lenders are just, they'll give you like a high interest rate loan for 90 days while you flip a house. Ah. Yeah. And it was really weird. The name was like something like, I don't remember. It was god awful. It was like hard money capital or something. Right, right. Like hard money. So that sounds so hard. It's like hard water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just terrible. Yeah. So Atlanta based. So we created a made up kind of name, Peachstone. Yeah. And it's uh, Peachstone Capital. And it's just, he said right away he saw a difference. Yeah. I mean, because technically you could even take that outside of Atlanta. It, and it would could. still be a cool it name. It would resonate. Right. Exactly. It'd be Absolutely. like Johnny Appleseed. You know, if it was Appleseed, yes. Appleseed Partners or yep. something, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think it had to be an apple growing region. Right. Right. But it really resonated with his core audience around there. So it Absolutely. wasn't Atlanta or this or some suburb of it. Right. It was just so you can kind of take the ishness of the area and the word stone in there, I think, give it a, again, give it kind of that. And we didn't go with peach tree because it was overused. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's taking something that's overused and tweaking it a little. Mm-hmm. That peach tree, peach stone. Yeah. Um, and then you cut that kind of makes it your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a great strategy. So let, let's run down three strategies. We talked about evergreen names. Yep. These are ones that just last forever. Freedom Peak was one that we did. You know, our four bridges, Beacon Path. You're taking two positive connotation names, but they, they're not just two positive connotation words. They're yeah. positive connotation words that in combination also point to your strength. You're leading, you're guiding, you're shining, you're directing, you're connecting, you're kindling. So it's just not throwing it together in some kind of weird stew mm-hmm. and coming up with two words. But you're taking words that are imbued with positive meaning and put them together in a new way that points to what it is that you do well. Yes. So it's not you now. Someone should write that down. That was pretty good, actually. <laughs> good thing we have it on tape, huh? I think we do. Um, Aaron will, you know, I'm sure he'll, he's probably writing all of this. Oh, he is absolutely transcribing every word, every word. Strategy number two is you can't go with coin or invented company names. Understand that you will have to make them mean something. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's lots of them out there. Accenture, Ameriprise, Comerica, uh, Synovus. There's a new one out. I do kind of like this one because it's so short. I think this is an exception. If you're going to go with an invented name, have it have a little bit of connotation to it. I love the name Voya. Yeah, I love that one too. Don't you? Yes. It's two syllables. It kind of says voyage. Yeah. And I don't know if they well, are this brilliant. Well, it's Spanish. Yeah. Voya in yeah. Spanish is mm-hmm. I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. Voy plus the infinitive. Yes. 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 The present tense of the ear verb. Uh, Voya yes. is I'm going. So it's forward movement. I think that would resonate with a Hispanic community or Latino community. I think it, it works in the English. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds good Voya. in English. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, voyage. I mean, if somebody doesn't know Spanish, you can just think of like a, a voyage. voyage. You're yeah. going somewhere. And their previous name, showing that people are getting away from this, was ING. Mm, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which I'm probably stood for something, but it sounds like. We are ing'ing something. We're going or we're ing. We're inging somewhere. <laughs> Wasn't there a logo too, like a lion or something? I think there was. Yeah. So it's like it was a very established brand. Yeah. So this yeah. was a real refresh. Yeah. And that shows you that even some old school companies Can are embracing yeah. this kind of transition to a fresher look and feel to their brand. Yep. Which I think makes sense when done 
when done right like that, that wasn't an overreach. No, no. You know, they didn't go from that to uh, Jelly Belly Financial. Right, exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. Sweet treats. <laughs> you know, it was just. And uh, the third one, descriptive hybrid names. Um, these are still kind of old school. If you really want to, you can still do that, adding the, the first in there. Um, capital One is an example. Yeah. They're trying to show position and leadership. It's mm -hmm. capital and we're one. Like we talked about sun and trust. Yeah. And lending and tree. So that's using your industry. And that our trading block would be one. It's a descriptive yep. hybrid name. So do avoid the, the pitfalls of getting stuck with your surname. Unless you're at the end of your career, you've got a clientele that knows you. But you're still, it's going to be problematic selling it. Yeah, no, it would be your next sex strategy is just like folding it probably or giving would, it to your son or somebody that's already worked the business. Yeah, it, or somebody in the family. Yeah, but you know, kids. Yeah, they don't always want the family business. That's probably not the best business strategy. No, but if you had a portable name that somebody else could just take and run with it. Yep. Then you could build you could build something of value. Avoid those acronyms like the plague. Yep. Um, those are just problematic, and especially in today's SEO world. Yeah. You know, unless you're IBM or ABC and you've broken through, you're just going to be in a sea of other acronyms. And they just don't mean much. No. We had a client that came to us and it was JNM or JMM. I still can't remember. And he said every conversation began with John, Mary, Nancy. <laughs> It's like, the, you know, Alpha, Bravo, Delta. It's like military. You're going on a hit job. That's so, you know, and that just so puts you in the wrong mind space. Yes. You know, we're here to help you, John, Mary, Bravo. Yes. Yeah. Alpha. So those are the mistakes to avoid. The ones to do are the evergreen, eternal, lasting names. Those are the ones to make a, that make a lot of sense. Uh, we have a page on our site that if you go to, you can check out all the financial service brands that we've done. And if you're interested in kind of exploring what it would look like to do kind of a branding with us, feel free to reach out to us at mm -hmm. Tungsten Branding. We're available like everywhere. You can just send us info at Tungsten Branding and mm -hmm. send it to Phil at Tungsten Branding or Liz at Tungsten Branding. Mm -hmm. And um, just continuing to listen to these brilliant branding broadcasts, I think will inform you as to how to create not just a name, but a story about your brand. Yes. And I think it's that three-dimensionality that's missing in so many naming assignments. They land on a brand, but it doesn't take you anywhere. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So whether you're Freedom Peak or whether you're Ember House or whether you're Park Worth, you've got the ability to begin to tell your story. And that's what's going to separate you, make you unique, and make you kind of ownable in your, in your own right. So... I hope this has been helpful this week. Read our articles on our website under resources. Um, we have a lot of blog posts as well. And always feel free to have a conversation with us, whether it's on Facebook, tungstenbranding.com, or Twitter, uh, Tungsten Brand. We've enjoyed spending time with you this week, and we look forward to helping you become a brilliant brander. And we look forward to speaking with you again next week.
Thank you for listening to Brilliant Branding. Please join host Phil Davis and co-host Liz Heemstra for another edition of the program next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, stay brilliant. Brilliant.